0: Little Big Backstage Sessions Welcome at Little Big's Backstage Sessions (laughs) (laughs) Now we're going to be very honest with you, dear listener This is our first attempt in learning Um, So we will be discovering together with you how this is going to work out Uh, the only certainties that we have is that both Tom and I, we are going to present ourselves a little later in detail, we are two hell of a lads so normally everything should be going fairly well shouldn't it? We'll manage, we'll we'll manage. manage Tom maybe we can start with explaining what the purpose of this game is and who we are and why we are doing what we do and what we want to do with the world and the universe, And ourselves.
1: And by extension, everything beyond that and the galaxy and what have you. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, we'll edit it out.
0: (laughs) We'll edit it out, yep.
1: (laughs) All right, so welcome to the first uh, backstage session podcast. So my name is Tom and I'm here with Hans. And what we'll do during these podcasts is we'll basically discuss about the world, right? Yeah, And And
0: share uh, inspiration, hopefully, and share tips and tricks that you can apply in your everyday life to, well, do things differently or maintain doing things but more consciously or just don't do anything at all.
1: Right, and be happy with that. And that's okay. That's our motto. Everything is okay. Everything that happens, happens. No need to fix, no need to repair. All right, so good. Uh, Maybe we'll uh, we'll just start with uh, introducing ourselves. So Hans, uh, Go ahead. Who is Hans? Well, wow, who
0: is Hans? That's a very, very good question. Um, well, if you look at the business side of the matter, which has become my life side of, the ma- 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 of my, who I am, uh, it says supplier of optimism and inspiration. So what I do is I try to, well, I'm not trying, I just do it. I'm adopting a, an extremely positive attitude towards life and uh, towards what happens in life. And I use some skills that I've learned and some that are that I discovered inside me to kind of uh, contaminate people with that sort of mindset, that positive thinking, that constructive thinking in their own lives, in the way they tackle and deal with problems, in the way they deal with challenges. So it's, it's all about mindsetting and about making people the next happy version of who they are. That's what I do. And... Well, I do this for a number of customers, of course, um, and you will see me on stages throughout Europe and occasionally in in the US, um, talking to people on different topics from life courses, if you can name it like that, up to inspiring people on how to communicate. Uh, But you can also find me over here in the Happiness Garage in in my backyard with an individual who says, well, this is a challenge I'm facing. I don't really know how to do it. And then we have a large walk in the fields and exchange ideas and the only thing I do and I guess the same thing for you we trigger the best in people you will never hear us say to someone this is how you got to do it no we will pave the way to discover all the options and that's what I really like about what I do so that's basically who I am a happy man and in the next episode I'll tell you something about my marital status my kids my animals and a lot of more things that are a solid reason for you to stay tuned and listen this one out.
1: Not sure we will want to hear all of that. Although there are quite some animals walking around here. I'm not referring to the family status, but just real, literal animals uh, walking on the happiness farm, as you call it. Um, so uh, my name is Tom. I'll introduce myself as well. Uh, I actually got to know you uh, about 15 years ago uh, or 16, 16 years ago. 16 2002 it, it yeah. was. Uh, I was working at Microsoft at the time uh, in, in different roles. And we we got uh, talking about uh, doing things slightly differently. And you were mainly focusing on uh, on... on talking and communicating in different ways. And I still remember the, one of the first big projects we did together where you wrote the script and you pushed me on stage in a pajama. but uh, yep. that's the way we launched products, completely yep. different than what you used to in, in the IT world. I continued working for Microsoft for 15 years. And then uh, I was becoming more of an entrepreneur. I was becoming uh, more and more uh, asked by people to talk about communication and the way I communicate it. Uh, Basically, it. Uh, was that I was I was pretty good at presenting and that's also where we yeah,
0: even have somewhere a book in the shelves of the it's somewhere uh, yeah fascinating libraries yeah. About if you really
1: dive and, yep. deep in the yep. dungeons of the internet yep. you might come across a book uh, I once wrote in 2012 actually on how you do presentations and, and what uh, what have you so I, I continued working on that aspect helping people to become better presenters and And in the meantime, I also gave more and more presentations. And what I learned during that process is that people started to ask me also to talk not only about communication, but also about the mindset I had and the same that you have. And that got us thinking, what can we do with that mindset thing? So for the last couple of years, I've been focusing mainly on innovation thinking, about flipping mindsets with people, with organizations and companies, uh, and we do that in many different ways. And that is uh, how we came about to to really start Little Big and & Partners and say, okay, what yeah. can we do with all of this uh, in a more structured way? Maybe yeah. some structure in the chaos or chaos in the structure. Depends yeah. on your perspective, of course. Uh, because if you have a good plan and you want it uh, to be uh, challenged, then we're the guys uh, you can talk to. So that's basically... Uh, what we do.
0: Yep, And at the birth of Little Big & Partners is actually a project we did together back in 2014, if I remember well, called Shiny Goals Business Development Program. At least that is how the company who asked us to write it uh, named it or who bought it named it. Uh, we called the Channel Champs. Channel like Champs, How yes. to be the best commercial partner in a fast-changing market. It was all related to IT, but actually... The content of what we did in the seven-day uh, workshop, uh, which spread out all over Europe, because I remember finding back a picture recently with, with all of the consultants and trainers, because I hate the word consultant, uh, from, from the north to, to Italy, Portugal, Spain, who delivered our program. Uh, and and that is where we, for the first time, we developed content together, and we start to discover that we have a lot of things in common with the way we watch The world, we observe the world and we kind of inspire people. And then we said, hey, let's stick a label on it and call it Little Big and Partners. And now we're recording podcasts. We have a a website. We did some really great keynote sessions. Uh, One of the more recent ones in in Holland with Copaco. uh, where we got like these six hundred people in the room that were fascinated about wow cool inspiring, and it's cool and they still know who we are so that's, that's absolutely <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a lasting. Well, it, impact. Can, it
1: could mean different things of course uh, if they still yeah. know who we are yeah. but
0: uh, in, yeah. in this case it
1: yeah. was in the positive way yeah, I, yeah. it and was and not it, like
0: in the restaurant where we had lunch at noon where uh, we can go only one back one time <laughs> to apologize. <laughs> they for the still know we made. us. They
1: still know <laughs> us. Anyway, yeah. we're getting sidetracked here. Yeah. No, the, the backdrop of the that, uh, that initial Channel Champs program was uh, actually uh, the whole IT industry was in a transformation at that specific point with cloud computing coming in. And some people saw that as a threat and some others saw it as an opportunity. But even though if you saw it as an opportunity, you would still be challenged in how do we do this? And that's where, why we designed that program and that one thing led to another. And yep. we actually figured out that there is so much content that we had lying on the shelf uh, where we we just very uh, open-ended started with these sessions and ended up in some case, I still remember coaching people who had a, a, a smash in the face, uh, yeah. not literally, just uh, for any lawyers mm-hmm. listening, <laughs> it was a purely figurative speaking, yeah. uh, who had a smack in the face when they realized that 30 years in the business, And they had no clue why they were doing certain things. They had no clue what their mission in life, both for them personally as for their company was. And that got really a
0: couple of things rolling. You raised an interesting topic because, dear listeners, just ask yourselves, why are you currently doing what you are doing, professionally speaking? The answers that we got from a lot of people who assisted to our workshops was like, well, because it's the only thing I'm good at. (laughs) So it's like, the <laughs> it's a good reason. But I mean, yeah, if course. you do what yeah. you do because you think it's the only thing that you can do, maybe it's time to start exploring new content within yourselves. And, and that's the second thing that we really noticed when we gave these workshops. A lot of companies came in to follow the workshops as a company. And throughout the Tragic, they discovered that it's not necessarily about the organization, it's about the components, it's about the individuals, it's about personal development, skills development, uh, become conscious of a lot of things. And then together, use all of this content to get to the next level as a group, as a team. And and this is what I really like, that you have this multidimensional, quite often very surprising impact.
1: Absolutely. And people started noticing that some people in their organizations, they were asking them to do certain things which they really didn't like. And and by just giving them a different role or even maybe a different job title uh, without changing the actual role behind it, but just the job title and the way you call what they do differently uh, triggered a whole slew Absolute of new motivation. initiatives yeah. and, and and energy within the organization. Yeah. And some people also changed organization. They say, okay, but this is not who i want to be so i'll i'll go look for a different organization that is more to what i want those are things that can happen yeah, 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 of course yeah, yeah. but it's it's always about profoundly the human being as a starting yeah, point yeah, absolutely and that is why it sometimes is 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 Maybe a bit difficult to explain what we actually do. So uh, sometimes when you work in a corporate context, you're asked, okay, we, we are looking at this workshop. What will be the deliverable? What will be the outcome? And, and our honest answer always is we only know where we will start. We will not be able to tell you what the outcome is because we work with the raw material of the people that are coming in. And in some cases, we know the people coming in. So we can already start predicting a couple of things more of what is going to happen. But in many cases, we work with new groups. And then you just have to work with whatever material yeah. is in the room. And sometimes that's fantastic material. In most of the case, that's fantastic it's material. Absolutely. Yeah. In some cases, there's naysayers in there. And uh, I don't believe this. And I don't want to be here. And and but commercially
0: okay. speaking, it's a challenge because if you have oh, like yeah. a prospect making inquiries about what is it that you do, or can you send me the agenda and the detailed approach of how you're going to do it? Well, the agenda is fairly basic. We'll start at nine, we'll end at five the first day. And what happens in between? Well, we, we set, of course, common objectives. There's always a desired effect and a desired place where people want to get. But how it is, we just open our toolbox and, and we get out what we think. Is useful in the given circumstances. It's uh, because most of the agendas and the packages that I currently deliver have not been prepared up front, but are just like agendas written down from experiences. And then, okay, you take like what. Always recurs, okay, let's put that in an agenda. And it turns out to be uh, quite uh, quite effective. Um, and indeed, it's about about people, it's about individuals. And the, the, the example you just mentioned about changing the title, I experienced this in my own personal case, when I changed from being a coach or a consultant to a supplier of optimism and inspiration. And it makes you talk in a different way, you receive different questions, you react in a different way, and you start digging in fields where previously, as a coach or a consultant, you would have never thought of uh, getting to. So change the vocabulary, change the story. And change the story, change your life. Absolutely,
1: so, yeah. And vocabulary is an important one there as well. That is maybe one of the things we can already say as an outcome for any workshop is, we'll create a common vocabulary for the people participating yeah. in the workshop. Uh, and that often is... is Very funny when you observe that from uh, an outside view when you were not in the workshop, that people come out and say, oh, let's do Disney. Or uh, like one of the companies I'm currently coaching, uh, uh, at one point, uh, they came out of the meeting and they say, it's unicorn time. And people who were not participating in that specific workshop, they had no clue. They looked at the guy like, what are you saying? And for him, it made perfect sense. For everybody in the workshop, it made perfect sense what unicorn time was. But for outsiders, yeah. it's, it's about that vocabulary. And you create that vocabulary. And the, the specific reason why we do that is to create anchor points during the workshop when you trigger that uh, mindset again by using those specific words. So if I now go in and I say it's unicorn time, everybody is back in that same state as we were when we came up with that concept. Uh, It was a hotel room somewhere in a hotel nearby. The interesting
0: interesting thing about what you say is that the the vocabulary that you created with the word unicorn only has self-determined conditions around it, a self-defined meaning. Whereas a lot of words that we use very often carry conditions that we have inherited from system thinkers, or from economy specialists, or whatever organizational gurus, maybe back in the 50s or the 60s of the previous century, and we just execute. And we use vocabulary without really knowing what mental state it should trigger. We live by the blessings of those who who created it. So reinventing the vocabulary, creating your own vocabulary, not only means creating the words, but also the entire dynamic environment around it, the mental state, the expectations, according to your rules. And this is really a game changer. Uh, Absolutely.
1: And you bring up an interesting point about mental states, because that is one of the the consequences of using that mindset and having those anchor words, for instance, is that it triggers a certain mental state. And when we talk about people and we say, okay, you can influence your own mental state, they often don't believe that. And mental state sounds like a psychological thing, so we call it mindset or whatever you want to call it or, or, or your way of thinking. Or It doesn't matter how you call it. It's all about mental states. Uh, and, and people are often confronted with that when you then just give a couple of examples when they actually do that. Uh, like um, you're, you're walking through uh, a shopping street and you're passing by this small bakery shop And you smell apple pie. And automatically, you're catapulted back to when you were five or six years old. It triggers the memory, basically, just by smelling uh, that, that apple pie. And it puts you back in the state when you were with your grandmother and she was baking apple pie for you. And that smell triggers that memory. And you feel... Again, in a completely different state. You feel wonderful. You feel back Warm. and cherished by your grandmother. Uh, and, and that is just one example. And when you start talking about people, they come up with their own examples because that's just
0: one it of my music, examples. It could be a smell. It could be a person that you see, but you, you see your boss and then you, you don't get along with him. And you feel like in your stomach, like, I can kill him. It's just your boss passing. There's nothing more, nothing less to it. But it, it, I remember a workshop in, uh, in Switzerland with, um, with a, a major telco company and the guys got in. And the first thing I asked them after introduction was like, who believes that you can actually be in full control of your state, of your mental state, of your feeling of happiness? I think there was like one third who raised their hands and the other were like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know. So I started with the example that you just quoted, like uh, a smell or it was music. And I said, yeah, actually, yeah, there's a lot of external triggers that bring me in a certain state of mind an event or whatever. And then I, I walked them to uh, like a 20 minutes exercise where you kind of use language to take people and you know very well what I'm talking about because you have a, like this register. Oh, we should publish that one as well. You know, you have this piece of text where you bring people like in a sort of a hypnosis. Okay, okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> we'll publish that. And So
0: so what you actually do is you, you, you re- ask people to go back to a moment in their lives where they were really extremely happy. And then you ask them and you use the word anchor to anchor it, like with a ballpoint or with their fingers and their, their thumb and their middle finger or whatever. And then you kind of, you, you see that people are moving from a very sceptical attitude. And after 15 minutes, they're like, hmm, or a septic attitude, because sceptical is like... <laughs> <where you're, laughs> Let's call it skeptical. Now, like, skeptical, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll not edit it out. Um, and, and, and then they, they start like, when the exercise is done, they say, that, so now... Did you have the feeling that you were in control of the mindset that you've just created? Because I've seen people from being very neutral to being very happy. And it opens up like, whoa, we can do that. That's amazing. You know, And this is what I like to do. And this is what you like to do. Yeah, and this absolutely. Is what we do it little big. It's create these aha moments where you move from something that you didn't know. And very often you were not even aware that you did not know to, whoa, I can do this. How can I now apply it in my life, with my family, with my business partners, with my staff, and so on and so forth?
1: Yeah, and that's basically what we've been doing the last couple of years. I've been heavily focused on innovation, uh, especially within healthcare, which is quite a conservative industry. Uh, and, and they often ask us uh, to do certain things uh, w- with, for instance, the management team of a hospital. Or I still remember, it was also in Switzerland last year, where they asked us, could you help us just moderate a brainstorm and I will say, okay, we'll take a first step back. And for instance, when we do an afternoon workshop, it could be four or five hours. The first one or two hours is basically getting people in the right state of mind. And that's what we also did in Switzerland, getting people in the right state of mind so that they are more receptive to what is happening around them, that they don't eliminate any options, that everything becomes possible And just bringing them in the state of, what if this would be a success? And instead of saying, yes, but it will not work, uh, yes, and this could also work. And that is just mindset. That's basically what what we do.
0: It's like in uh, one of the recent commercial uh, trainings I did. Um, It was all about how to talk to a customer and and a lot of people talk about the process to get to a point you have to invest in xyz and and I said to them like why don't we start with the destination like if you go on a holiday you kind of you don't start like okay I've read some statistics the average European travels 1400 miles so uh, we'll do five percent better this year dear kids and dear wife we will travel 1600 miles. I mean if I would approach my kids with This kind of holiday plans, they would say like, Daddy, uh, I don't feel motivated to leave, right? Uh, But if you start with a destination and you create this emotional state in which people feel like, wow, this is how I'm going to feel. This is what's going to happen. This is what I'm going to see. And you empower people to really live into that situation. Then the way to get there becomes, first of all, desired. And it becomes less a burden and more like, wow, let's do this. Let's sit on a plane for 10 hours in a way too crappy seat. Let's eat food that we don't like. Let's pay too much for our Coca-Cola. We don't care. We want to get there. That's the shininess of the goals. That's how to take people into that, that mental state, as you refer to it, that emotional state. And you can trigger it yourself. So why leave the privilege to anyone else if you can do it yourself? That's absolutely amazing.
1: That's also the case in companies. In many companies, the goal is defined by the management team. Uh, It's about, and they do that exact calculation. What what did we do last year? What is the market doing? Let's do 5% better. And that will bring us to a next destination. You don't get a warm and fuzzy feeling when you hear management talking, okay, let's do 5% better than market average. Uh, you do get a warm and fuzzy feeling when you say we're going to a tropical island or we're going to that destination at one point i did this exercise where uh where people named their dream destination uh, and i said money is is no object just come up with whatever you want and you you always hear the same tropical islands like hawaii or the Maldives mm-hmm. or whatever tropical yep. place Very they can come new, up with yep. and then one guy say why not mars and indeed it's it's a good point why not Mars Why limit yourself to the planet if money is no object that, that and that's yeah. the way uh, if you look at entrepreneurial mindset that's the way that uh, entrepreneurs like Elon Musk look at things why not? Why settle for the planet yeah. and uh, that, that's a fundamentally different mindset than what you have in, in corporate environments, in many occasions, there, luckily there are other examples of as course, well, but in many occasions you feel that certain things are being done the way they have been done for the last 30 years. Yep, that's that condition. And that, and that, that, that is is, is, yeah. is sort of yeah. in the DNA of the company. Yeah. And it's been done for 30 years, so every year we do 5% better. Why stop at that? And then you have guys who come in and say, why not? Why, why would you want to do it 5% better? Why not 5 times better or 10 times yep. better or, or go to Mars? Yep. And that triggers a whole new process because if you... I, I'm, I'm not going to allude to Elon Musk mm-hmm. too much because there is also his, he has his flaws. But anyway, um, in, in many cases, he triggers within his people the mindset of we're going to Mars. And if you visit SpaceX, they have these t-shirts on where it literally says, we're going to Mars. Mm -hmm. And uh, then it it triggers the whole process in order to get there. That's basically the same thing that JFK or uh, President Kennedy did in the 60s when we say, by the end of the decade, we'll put a man on the moon. moon. And that was translated in different action items. While if you would say, oh, uh, we need to build a, a rocket that is able to carry a human being, we need to be able to land on the moon. Oh my God, it sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. While if you say we're going to put a man on the moon, all the rest becomes only part of the process. Yeah. And that's what yeah. you refer yeah. to yeah. as going on holiday and sitting in that yeah. economy seat in a, in a way too crowded it's, it's space. The, it
0: doesn't change the situation, it changes the perception of the situation. And we are here doing this recording in, in the, the studio at the Happiness Garage, which is a project that has only been there since one year now. And it took three years to build it from scratch. But it was like the same thing. If you look at everything you have to do, coordinate all the works, uh, finance the stuff, get with the banks, the architects, government, etc., etc., to get this building out of the ground you would say, okay, no, I'm happy where I am. Let's not, let's, let's not do it. But it was driven also by an emotional driver, like how would life be once we are there? And now that it made the process easy. And that's a cool thing, which I strongly advocate people to try and learn and, and adopt that kind of attitude, both in their personal lives as well as in their professional lives and in, in leadership roles as well as in simple executive roles. Well, let's drop the word simple, <laughs> but uh, just to kind of get that, that mindset. So, and this brings us back to, to what we actually do with, with Little Big. We kind of um, support people. We, we provide tools and frameworks where in the very first stage, you can discover your own potential and you all have it in you. We all breath, breathe, breathe, breathe Breathe. every day. (laughs) So we do that without thinking. If we should have to start thinking about that, it would go. But we just do it. We inhalate, we exhalate. It's no problem. Inhale and exhale, but anyway. Okay, inhale and exhale. Thank you. Um, Yeah, we're Dutch speaking. uh, so. (laughs) Um, And then all of a sudden, someone provides some tools and say, now, if you take in like four breaths, and then you maintain your breath for four seconds, and then you exhale for like three times... You will see that your heart rate will drop and you will feel like more relaxed, and you say, Well, oh, fuck, this is breathing, but in a different way. Something that I have done unconscious, I start adding a few ingredients and I start doing a few things consciously, and it has an impact on the entire system. In the same way as we support people and we provide tools in, in discovering things that you have in you, you 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 have used them already, but you just were not aware of it. And by becoming aware is the first step in learning to use it, and then apply it for yourself and maybe for for other people. And it's a, it's 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 cool. I, you know, you as well as I we know that it, it yields effects where you sometimes you see people whew, becoming the not different but wow much more in in congruent harmony with themselves. That that's cool. That's cool. That's something we all want, I guess. But
1: then again, that's a difficult to 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 have as a sales pitch and that's our yeah, challenge a lot you, of people yeah. start
0: thinking like oh where's that weed and where's that <laughs> are, they, are these guys on opium or is it yeah. just like no, no, uh, no. no. <laughs> we're, not no we're not we're not we're not,
1: we are completely sober <laughs> while absolutely, recording this absolutely. Uh, but but it it shows that we know that the process works we just yeah. don't know what the outcome is of that process because yeah. the input of the process is always different We may have a process where we get people at the beginning uh, of the workshop. We take them through the process. and Whatever happens during the workshop, it happens. And at the end, sometimes people take strange decisions. They say, this is not the company I want to work for. Or uh, I'm going to adapt this in my specific role. This is what I'll start doing differently as of tomorrow, which is all okay from our perspective. But sometimes companies don't expect that. Mm-hmm. And it's because you put in certain people that are um, emotional animals in a certain process that at the end, the outcome is always different for us. Yeah. The outcome is always expected. Absolutely. Because yeah. what and, happens, and happens. It, and, happens. And it
0: happens. And we work yeah. with, with what gets on our plate. But the, the outcome, I think, is predictable in the sense that as an individual, you will always, in one way or the other, change But with regard to the group in which you have to operate, sometimes that change makes you also decide like with what I know now and how I personally feel better, I don't think I want to stay here or with how I feel now and with what I know, I can better function within the context. Which makes it indeed interesting, because most organizations will come in and they will say like, we need to have our sales team aligned on X, Y, Z in order to make them achieve this growth. And you say, okay, I mean, this is something you cannot predict. I mean, will it work? Won't it work if, if you do a sales training? Are you going to be able to measure a 10% growth as an impact from the training? I don't know. You will definitely see your people talk in different ways with customers. And it might lead to more solid and durable outcome on the longer term. But it's, it's, it's interesting. And at the same time, not always easy to sell. But hey, we, we don't sell. People nope. come to us with <laughs> <laughs> tons of requests <laughs> because they know where to find us. And by Absolutely. the way, where can they find us? On yeah. www.littlebig.partners?
1: That's correct. That's the website. That's so cool. littlebig.partners yeah. or yeah. on Facebook, littlebig.partners without the and in there. Yeah. Just Big yeah. partners. Yeah. Or if there's any questions or feedback on these podcasts, do let us know. Uh, yeah. Just send an email to info at littlebig dot partners. I'll, That's
0: I'll repeat that in my accent: info at part, uh, dot partners.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So, um, but anyway. Share this podcast, uh, real listen to it, um, talk about it, but also very, very interesting for us. Send us your questions, send us your feedback. You've heard us now for like maybe 30 minutes. Uh, you must have said, like, wow, how would they deal with this? Or wait, let me challenge them with regard to another topic. Feel free to send it to info at Little
1: partners. Because like I always say, we're not consultants, we're just facilitators of whatever process uh, you go through, uh, which means that we don't have answers, but we do have lots of questions. And that's basically what we do in most of the cases. We ask very, sometimes annoying questions you don't want to hear, but we do ask questions. So if there's any particular situation where you say, uh, how would you tackle this or how would you challenge this? What kind of challenging question would you ask to the group? Uh, just send it in. Uh, info. And we'll, at we'll treat partners. it in
0: a very discreet way. We won't mention your name unless you explicitly ask us to do so. But it will be just serving as yes. inspiration okay. and example. Absolutely. So we hope to catch up with you for the next podcast, which will be like within in one month and one. More. I
1: still have one last question for you guys. I Ooh. told you you have. Lo- we have lots of questions. So just as a last thought, uh, here's a question for you. What will you apply tomorrow, which you didn't do before? Just by listening to this podcast, I'll repeat. What will you apply tomorrow, which you didn't do before?
0: That's an interesting question to take away. Absolutely. We look forward to the results of this in your world, our world, the world, the universe, and maybe later on, Mars. Have a ball. Thank you. Bye-bye. Little Big Backstage Sessions. Thank you for listening.